she can't, she still counts her blessings. You know, what a blessing to hear that song today. Bless my heart, indeed. What a great, great song. We've been blessed, aren't we? God is good. So good to us. Thank you, Chrissy. What a wonderful song. If you could stand, please, for the reading of God's Word. And children are dismissed. Let's uh, go to your Bibles in uh, uh, John chapter 14 this morning. We're going to look at a very familiar passage of Scripture. We Christians actually hold these verses to our hearts because they're very, very popular verses and verses of hope in our Christian faith. But look, uh, actually this morning we're going to talk about truths about heaven. The truths about heaven. We've got to know about what heaven is because we're going there, okay? So, let's look at John chapter 14, verse 1 and verse 4. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you into myself. There where I am, there ye may be also. And whether I go, you know, and the way ye know. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for this wonderful promise, Lord. Heaven, a place for God's people. Lord, a street of gold, the throne of God. A reality for all of us as Christians. Our hope is in the Lord Jesus and His words. And Lord, He said that you will come again. So come, Lord Jesus, even today. I pray, Father, Lord, may we take this to heart this morning that we are blessed beyond measure. Lord, we don't deserve heaven, but you give us heaven. We don't deserve salvation, but you give us salvation. We don't deserve you, but you open yourself to us, Lord. May anyone here online watching us never receive Jesus as Savior, may they see what they're missing. They're missing salvation, heaven, and everything else, and the joys of living for you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. So truths about heaven. Here's a good question this morning because some people, it's funny that the people of this world don't want to believe that. But is a truth this morning, a question this morning, is heaven real? Is heaven a place? The Bible is very clear that there is a heaven and there is a God. I know some people don't believe that God exists. That's foolishness. The Bible says the fool said in his heart there is no God. Amen. Well, the Bible literally calls the name, you are a fool. Some people don't like that word, but that's what the Bible says. But is there a heaven? Is there such a place called heaven? Is there one thing, uh, uh, if there is one that uh, know how to get there, is Jesus Christ. So before we can we get on this subject of heaven, let me share with you a story of a great tragedy that happened many, many years ago. Life can be so unpredictable. Uh, Joy and sorrow, beauty and blessing and distressing difficulties can come at any time unexpectedly. Sometimes, you know, we are smiling, we're full of joy, and suddenly we are in the deeps of despair. It happens all the time. Our life dreams and plans can change in a moment. We all know that this to be true, so how can we find peace in the, in, in the midst of such turbulent times? How can we find peace when we know that any time we can find ourselves in the deep valleys of life? 
It happens to all of us, right? You can be here rejoicing, praising God, and you walk out of here, and you find yourself in the midst of all kinds of circumstances and problems of life. But there's one thing we need to keep in mind. God is real. Heaven is a place. You know, if you keep that in mind, I'll tell you what, we can't overcome any, op any obstacle. Actually, I'm going to tell you a story. I don't know if I have the name correct, but I spell as much as I'm not good with names. So uh, this, man is, uh, this man's name was Spotford, his name. Maybe I'm incorrect, but uh, Spotford, that's his name. I guess it is. Knew something about life's unexpected challenges. He was success a successful attorney. And real, uh, and real estate investor, and we lost a fortune in a, in a great Chicago fire in 1871, if you ever heard about that. So around the same time, his beloved four-year-old son died of scarlet fever. Thinking of a vacation, a vacation went to his family would do some good, he sent his wife and, and four daughters on a ship to England, planning to join them after he finished some pressing business here at home. However, while crossing the Atlantic Ocean, the ship... Uh, involved, was involved in a terrible collision and sunk. More than 200 people lost their lives, including all four of Mr. Spartford's daughters, or precious daughters or daughters. His wife, Anna, survived the tragedy. Upon arriving in England, she sent a telegram to her husband that began, Saved alone, what shall I do? He timely set sail to England, for England, and one point during the voyage, the captain of the ship, aware of the tragedy that had struck this Spartford family, uh, saw, uh, uh, stopped at the place where the wreck occurred, or when the ship went through that place. And as uh, and, uh, and he said, told Mrs. Spartford that this is the place where that ship went down. Mrs. Spartford told about his four daughters. Words of comfort and hope filled his heart as he looked at the place. He wrote them down. And they have since become a well-beloved hymn that we sing many times in our church. When, river, when peace like a river attended my way, when sorrows like pillows roll, whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. So in the midst of tragedy, this man knew that God is real and heaven is a place. Is that hard to swallow? He lost his son. He lost his business. He lost his four daughters. He almost lost his wife. In the midst of all that, he said, when peace like a river attended my way. That's great words. We sing it sometimes. We don't think about it. But the reality of that hymn, it was came out of the deep of somebody's heart, somebody that was in deep pain. He gave that pain to God and said, Lord, in the midst of that, I believe you. I believe heaven is a place. So, Note, John 14 is the favorite passage of many Christian people. It is one of my favorites because of the hope that brings to us in the midst of such pressing wor world. Our Lord is about to leave His disciples. They are brokenhearted and afraid for what's going to happen to them. And we know what happened to them. They had shaken every, I mean, they have shaken everything uh, uh, to follow him. And now the Lord was crucified. And now the Lord is leaving to heaven. What's going to happen? And the Lord leaves them with this comfort What he said. In my father's house are many mansions. Wow, what are words of comfort. Isn't it? Look, let's look at the passage again. Let's read it again. Let now your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. He said, listen, I'm not lying to you. I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you the truth. He said, I'm, in my father's house are many mansions. He clarifies that. He says, listen, uh, heaven is not a place where you have a harp and little wings and, and fly around. No, no. It is a place. 
where God's people go, what a hope. You know what? We don't have to look at the grave and say, oh, my hope isn't that great. No, my hope is beyond that grave because I'm going to heaven, Amen. to a place where God dwells. I tell you what, we don't die. We just graduate, graduate to heaven as God's people. And it's like, oh, so-and-so died. No, no, he graduated to heaven. That's what he is right now. So, anyway, so let's look at this. From several points this morning, is heaven real? Oh, truths about heaven. Number one, heaven is a real place. Look what it says, on the subject of heaven, we hear these words coming from the lips of Jesus Christ. In my Father's house are many mentions. He's very specific what he says. He says, in my Father's house. I'm going there, and I'm telling you how many mentions there. You see, Jesus was not telling his disciples a story about, uh, was telling his story about a true reality. They were totally discouraged, and those words were words of hope. Folks, let me tell you this. We live in a very discouraging word, world. I'm sorry. We live in a very discouraging world. And you know what? Problems of life have a tendency to what? To discourage us, to beat us down. Isn't it? I mean, you, you find people discouraged. Why? Because of problems of life, situations of life. I tell you what, the world does not help either. You know what? We can find hope in God. We can find hope in Him, in His Word, to say, I will come again. That's a reality. He's going to come. Oh, you know what? It's been 2,023 years. You know what? It might be another 2,000 years, but I tell you what, God's Word stands forever. It is reality, it's true. You know, when people don't believe in the coming of Jesus, he came to Bethlehem of Judea, right there. He will come again. So you see, Jesus was not telling just a fable or just to try to make them feel good. Jesus was telling them a reality. I will come again. In my Father's house are many mansions. So heaven is not just a state of mind. It's not a, 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 just a, a feel-good story. When we go through hard times, I heard someone say that we Christians need a crutch. That, that's, that's why we, we, we have our churches, our faith, and our so believe, so say heaven. No, no, no. Well, you know, there are all kinds of, uh, kinds of right... Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, what kind of people think they're right? But let me tell you this way. We, as Christians, we believe the Word of God, and we believe heaven is a reality. Amen. By the way, hell is a reality, too. Right. It's a reality, too. Letter A, heaven is God's throne. So what we see in heaven? Heaven is God's throne. Look what it says in Isaiah 66.1. Thus saith the Lord, the heaven is my throne, and the earth my footstool. Where is the house that ye built unto me, and where is the places of my rest? Matthew 5.34 says, But I say unto you, Swear not at all, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne. You see, God is clear when He says, Heaven is my throne, and earth is my footstool. So literally, God puts His foot on planet earth, and rests His foot, so to speak. But I mean, you know, we understand what God says here. Heaven is God's throne. Actually, the throne of God is in heaven. You know what? Somebody saw the throne of God and somebody stand up on that throne. It was Jesus Christ. It was Stephen. When Stephen was about to die, he would be stoned to death and said, the heavens open. He looked up and he saw Jesus standing up looking at his child. I tell you what, I believe every time a child is about to depart this world, God stands up and is ready to receive his child at home. We see that with Stephen. Heaven is a place where God's throne is. So it's a reality. It's a reality. The throne represents the universal sovereignty of our God. It means that He is in total control. By the way, He's always been in control. God is not, never out of control. 
There's never been a moment in the history of anything that God is not in control. God is standing his throne, uh, at, uh, I'm sorry, is sitting on his throne as the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Listen, we are the ones who run out of control. You know, you know, you hear somebody, why are you driving out of control? Why don't you hold down? What's the matter with you? What's wrong with you? You're out of control. You know what? God is always in control. You know, things happen in our world when we think, where's God in all this? And where's God? He's sitting on his throne watching our foolishness. <laughs> He's sitting on his throne. He's not out of control. Oh, you think God knows about this? Yes, he does. Only if God knew about this, he does. Earth is its footstool. God is sitting on his throne as the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Get this, the general headquarters of this universe is in heaven, not in Washington, D.C., or London, or Moscow, or any other place on earth, here on earth. This is the, this, this is the picture that he is given, uh, we are given in the Word of God. Look what it says in Psalm 11, 4. The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. His eyes behold, his eyelids try the children of men. I can give you many verses, Psalm 47, 8, uh, Psalm 97, 2, Psalm 103, verse 19, Ezekiel chapter 1, verse 26 to 28. See, it is the throne, uh, uh, it is the throne of God the Father, and Jesus sits at his right hand. Look what it says in Psalm 110, verse 1. Uh, the Lord said unto my Lord, sit thou at my, my right hand until I make thy enemies thy footstool. So the key word of Revelation 4 is throne. Is used 14 times. In fact, this word appears 46 times in the entire book of Revelation. So no matter what, what may happen on earth, God is on his throne and he is in perfect, total control. Okay? Now let it be. Heaven is where Jesus is. There's all kinds of nonsense stories about Jesus that people have said about, about Jesus through the years. But what, what, is, what is he doing these days? For one, is Jesus is in heaven and he's sitting at the right hand of the Father making intercession for you and me. That's why he said, we say we pray say, in Jesus' name. Isn't that great? In Jesus' name. So, Jesus, after the resurrection, and uh, uh, appeared on earth for his time, but then you know what? He went to heaven, and the disciples saw him going to heaven. So you see, Jesus Christ did not enter uh, a man-made sanctuary that was only uh, a copy of the true one. He entered heavens himself, and not to appear at the right hand of the Father. He is there, and you know what? We pray in Jesus' name. Okay, so... Jesus not only went before us, entered on our behalf, but he's alive and he has, he has a present ministry in heaven, serving as a high priest in the true tabernacle made by God. Look what it says in Hebrews 8.1, Now of the things which we have spoken, this is the sum. We have such a high priest who was sat on, a, sit, sat on the right hand of the throne of majesty in the heavens, a minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle which the Lord pitched and not man. You follow that? You see, we have also told that Jesus himself, that we're in many, there are many rooms in God's house and that he has gone before us to prepare a place for us. We have assurance of his word that he will one day come back to earth and take us where he is in heaven. Folks, and when that happens, how long are we going to be there? Amen. <laughs> when people deny the existence of heaven, they deny not only the written word of God, but they also deny the animal's longing of their hearts. You see, you know, so folks, oh, I live today, I die tomorrow. Listen, there is a hope in the human heart that somewhere, somehow, we go into heaven. Almost, almost every religion made by men in this world has some promise of heaven. 
Because it's the longing of the human heart. We know we're going to die. We know we're going somewhere. We want to go to heaven. Who wants to go to hell? Nobody. But listen, there is a heaven and there's a way to go there. It's through the Lord Jesus Christ. People make all kinds of inventions, but ultimately it's through Him and Him alone. You see, Paul addresses this issue in the letter of, of, to the Corinthians, encourages them to cling to the hope of heaven and that they would not lose heart. Folks, this morning I say the same thing to you. Don't lose heart. Don't give in. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel and say, I'm done with this thing. Listen, heaven is a reality. That is a reality, believe it or not. But heaven is a reality. It's a place where God's people are going to. You might die young, you might die middle-aged, you might die old. But you know what? If you're saved, that's where you're going. What a wonderful hope we have. We don't have to be afraid of dying. You know why? Because we know where we're going, to the presence of the Lord. You know? Let's go to look at uh, letter C. Heaven is a reality on, God, on people's minds. Why do we think there so, are so many, why do you think there's so many religions on the face of the earth? Do you think that most of those religions offer a way to heaven? Yes, they do. No one wants to go to a place of suffering. Who wants that? Listen, why we run to the doctor? Because we don't want to suffer. Why you run to the, to the painkillers? Because you don't want to suffer. Nobody likes to suffer. I don't like to suffer. <laughs> I have a headache. What's the Tylenol? Whatever you have, give it to me. You know, that's the reality. You know, I don't like pain. You know? But, I mean, this morning, I, I, mean, I went to that birthday party yesterday, and I got, I got a massive headache. And like I knew it was allergies because something in there was bothering me. I was looking at my wife and said, do you have anything I can take? <laughs> so this morning, I mean, I went to bed still with the headache, but this morning I get up, I was sneezing, I was, I was coughing. I'm like, what's the medication? And we don't want suffering. I, don't, I, don't, I never met anybody that say, I like pain. <laughs> do you ever met anybody that says that? Oh, I like pain. Pain makes me feel good. Really? Everybody, nobody, wants, nobody wants to go to hell. It's a place of suffering. Everybody wants to go to heaven. You know what? Many people, many, all the religions this world, they offer that. But you know what? There's a lot of people that have good thoughts and think they're doing right, but they're honestly wrong when it comes to the theme of heaven. So heaven is the theme of countless books, songs, and, and works of art. Unfortunately, our sin uh, keep us away from heaven. So since heaven is the abode of a holy and perfect God, sin has no place there, nor can be tolerated there. Fortunately, God has provided us a way for us to get there, and it's through the Lord Jesus Christ. Look what it says in John 14, 6, right down to our text. It says, Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man come to the Father but what? By me. See, there's no other excuse. It's not true religion. It's not true any denomination. It's true Jesus and Jesus alone. Right. He is the only way to heaven. Bible is very clear. You say, oh, it's a narrow way. Well, that's God's way. Amen. That's not narrow. You want to make it narrow. Right. You see, it's God's way. God's way says, you know what? That's the way I want you to go to heaven. Amen. You know what? But people think there's other ways. There's no other way, folks. Yep. All who believe in Him and seek forgiveness for sin will find the doors of heaven swung right open for them. May the future glory of our eternal home motivate all of us to be faithful and live for God in this world. Listen, you can be the cause of leading someone to the same heaven. Get this, you can be that.
that cause because the way you live your life, the way you behave in this world, the way you, you live full of the Lord, you can be the cause that someone say, I want that. And go to the same heaven when you're going. Okay, so, truths about heaven. Number two, heaven is a rejoicing place. Wow, this is a different story. Some people say, look what it says in verse 10. Likewise, I say to you, there is joy in the presence of angels of God over one sinner that repented. I don't want to take this verse out of contact, but said, in the presence of God. Where is the presence of God? In heaven. All right? There is joy in heaven. Even one who has sinned gets saved. I'll tell you that. People say, you guys go to heaven. I'm going to hell with my friends because you guys are boring people. You ever heard that? No, the Bible says heaven is a joyful place. In the opposite, hell is a suffering place. I think me and my buddies all go to hell hell, and we have a a wonderful time there. Oh, you're lying to yourself. Oh, you're lying to yourself. I said to a a co-worker of mine, this actually was, was yesterday, I said to him, uh, it was, uh, his name is Filthy Adam. Uh, a, I didn't put that name on him. That's what they call him there, Filthy Adam. Uh, he's talking about, oh, you guys, we live by, by you. He started, not me. I said to him, I said, you don't know what you're missing. And he goes, what do you mean? I said, you say I want to go to hell. And you, I even smile about it like you're content with that. I said, you don't know what you're saying. You will regret those words. He said, oh, you're trying to scare me. So no, I'm trying to tell you the reality or the truth. You need to understand what you say, and you will regret those words someday. But so people, you know, they don't put truth. They don't, they don't see what God can do for them. Letter A, the joy of sight. The joy of sight. You know what? Heaven is a rejoicing place. The joy of sight. First John 3, 2 says, Beloved, now we are the sons of God, and does not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when He shall appear, we shall be like Him. For we shall see him as he is. And 1 Corinthians 13, 12 says, For for now we see through a a dark, darkling, I mean a glass darkling, but then face to face. No, I know in part, but then I shall know even as I'm, I'm sorry, even as also I, I am known. So we go to church. We worship the Lord. We sing songs that glorify His name. We live from day to day for Him. We encourage each other in the Lord. And all these things are done in faith towards one uh, one who saved us. But one day, one day, we'll rejoice because we will see Jesus face to face. The one I worship, the one I pray to, the one I serve, one day I'm going to see Him face to face. That's the reality of heaven. You see, there's a hymn that goes like this. Face to face with Christ my Savior, face to face what will it be, when with rapture I behold Him, Jesus Christ who died for me. Face to face I shall behold Him, far beyond the starry sky. Face to face in all His glory, I shall see Him by and by. I can keep singing the song, but the reality is this. There is a reality that we will go into heaven. Heaven is a place where God's people will go. I hope you get that this morning. Here's another hymn that goes like this. Ah, how are you going to say what a day there will be when my Jesus I shall see. And I look upon his face, the one who saved me by his grace. 
I'm out of tune right now, but here's the word. You know the song. The one who saves me by his grace, when he takes me by the hand and leads me through the promised land, what a day, what a glorious day that will be. I tell you what, heaven is a reality. Let's go to point number three. Point number three here. Truths about heaven. Point number three. Heaven is a place of worship. Look what it says. Go to Revelation chapter 5 verse 11. Go to Revelation chapter 5 verse 11. You know some people think, I go to hell, I'm going to have my guitars, I'm going to have my drum. I'm going to have a wonderful, wonderful time. No, you're not. You're lying to yourself. You know what? But heaven is a place of worship. There will be music in heaven. If you like music, Yes! He'll be singing in heaven, definitely. You know, I, I, I never sing in tone. Oh, you'll be in perfect tone right there. Everybody has the right notes right there in heaven. I tell you what, because there's no sense for nature. Everybody be able to sing. Look at Revelation 5.11. And I beheld, and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne, and, and the beasts and the elders, and the number of them were 10,000 times 10,000, and thousands of thousands. You know, look at how many people is there. Saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessings. And every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such are, are, are in the sea and all that are in them heard, uh, I'm sorry, on them heard, I'm saying, blessed and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne. Who sits on the throne? God. And unto the Lamb forever and ever. And the four beasts said, Amen. And the, and the four and twenty elders fell down and worshipped him that lived forever and ever. You see that? Heaven is a place of worship. Who are we worshiping there? Our gods. Isn't that great? We're going to worship our God. You know what? We don't have the distractions of the world any longer. We don't have that sinful nature any longer. We worship, we worship Him in a perfect worship. Amen. On and glory to Him we will be given. See, there are some others, I mean, let me go ahead. There are many people who have a hard time stepping, uh, stepping inside of a church building. There are others who could kill us about Jesus and His free will of salvation. There are some who don't care about God, His Word, neither His house. But others say to the, that the Bible is the old book full of, uh, some, I'm sorry, some others say the Bible is an old book full of fables and errors. But let me tell you what, God's people said God, the Bible is God's word. Amen. It is the words of truth. Right. That's what the Bible is. And we believe that. Nobody can take that away from us. Right. Somebody goes to you, oh, heaven is not real. Yeah, tell me why, I want to hear it. Not going to convince me. I full persuaded that was God's word is truth. Amen. Nobody's going to convince me otherwise. Oh, hell is not real. Oh, yeah, go ahead. I want to know. Did you bend there? <laughs> Any proof? Oh, God, tell me, tell me. Oh, yeah, tell me. Because the only one that talked about hell was Jesus himself. That's right. You see, there's the foolishness of mankind. Look what it says in Matthew 7, 21. Not everyone that said unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter in the kingdom of God. A kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name cast out demons, devils, and in thy name, and in, and thy name done all wonderful works? And then I will profess, I never, uh, I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, he that work iniquity. You see, uh, if you are one of those whom God have no value to, to you, and that his word and his church is boring, that God more than likely won't have any place available for you in heaven either. 
People say, I don't want God, I don't want his salvation, I don't want his church, I don't want anything. You know what? When they die, there's no place in heaven for them either. Amen. Is God cruel? No. God is extending his salvation to mankind. Why don't we receive it? Put it like this. All right, so tomorrow is your birthday, Brandon, right? All right, I just, you know, I know it's your birthday, so I'm thinking about you. So I'm coming to Brandon with his big gifts. I went out of my way like Jesus did. He went out of his way. He went to Calvary's cross, died for us. Out of my way, I'm given the gift. And he said, oh, no, thank you. I'm all set. I don't want your gift. That's what people do to Jesus. I don't want your gift. You keep it. They don't know what they're rejecting. They're rejecting the gift of life. Letter A, we will praise him with a new song. Heaven is a place of worship. We worship. We will praise him with a new song. Look, it says in Revelation 5, 9, and they sung a new song. Saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof, for thou hast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. You know what we do? We'll be singing a new song altogether. Wow. You ever been to Niagara Falls? You ever been to Niagara Falls? Wow, many of us. You see the sounds of that water? Can you imagine the sound when all of us sing in heaven? Elevating our voice, every kindred and every tongue and every nation. It will be everybody there. I all represent. You know what? And we sing in a new song unto whom? Our great Savior. Yes. We will praise Him with a new song. That's truth about heaven. All right? Let it be. We will praise Him with, with a shout. Revelation 5.12 saying, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain. And, and, uh, and to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessings. And every creature which is in the heaven and on the earth, on the earth, and such as they are in the sea. And in their, well, uh, I'm sorry, and all there are in them heard, uh, heard I say in blessing and honor and glory and power. Be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb forever and ever. And the four beasts said, Amen. And the four and twenty elders fell down and worshipped him that liveth forever. Well, look what it says in verse 12. It says, saying with a loud voice. You know what? People are not going to say, oh, I'm going to sing so, so, so nobody can hear me. No, it's going to be expressed with great zeal. And we worship our God. These verses make clear that the great truth, that when we get to heaven, there will be shouts over there. Here we see the shouts of praises of the saints as they lift their Songs to the Lord. Just as singing as always as a place in, of praise and worship to the Lord. So, so shout will be a place in heaven. We will shout to our Lord. During the history of the nation of Israel. Shouting and praising the Lord. We're valuable part of God's worship. For an example. They shout when, when the ark has returned to, to Jerusalem. 2 Samuel 6.15. The worship of Israel and, and, and off the, was often punctu, punctuated or punctured by with a shout to the, to, of God's people. We see this in Psalm 511, Psalm 3211, Psalm 471, Psalm 1329. The early church and the people were encouraged to participate in a public praise to the Lord, Hebrews 1315. In, in our modern society and churches, old-fashioned praise the Lord has fallen out of favor with many people. In fact, shouters and cries and hand wavers are ridiculed in many churches. Keep you cool. That's not cool. Don't get attention to you. Let me tell you something. If you get up in the church and put your hands to God, I'm not going to say a word to you. It's in your heart. 
If you praise the, if you say amen, I'm not going to say be quiet. Say amen if you have to. See, some churches have been ridiculed. Keep cool. Don't say anything. The show must go on. No, no, no. It's a participation in all of us. You know what? To God be the glory. It's for the audience of one. Okay, truth about heaven. Number four, heaven is a place of rewards. Oh, goodness. Look at this. Hell is a place of judgment. Heaven is a place of rewards. You say, which rewards? Ah, let's look at them. There will be a judgment seat of Christ in heaven, or the Bema seat. That even that, that event when believers from the church age will appear individually before God to receive rewards or loss of rewards based on their life, service, and ministry to the Lord. Let me tell you this God is not going to judge your sin, God is going to judge your works. Follow that. There's no judgment for God's people. We've been saved by the blood of the Lamb. It is a place of rewards. What kind of rewards? Okay, if you go to 1 Corinthians 9, 24, 27, you see the incorruptible crown. Or the runner's crown of self-control and discipline. Uh, 1 Thessalonians 2, 19 to 20, we see the rejoicing crown. A crown of rejoice, a crown for soul winners. Those who tell others about Jesus and win souls for Jesus. Now, let us see, we see the crown of life. James chapter 1, verse 12, Revelation 2, 10. Trials and persecution have been part of the Christian life since. But I tell you what, they persecuted Jesus and crucified him. Yes, it's a crown of life. We rejoice in that. The crown of glory, 1 Peter 5, 1 to 4. That can be called or the shepherd's crown or the pastor's crown. Some of us don't have that because if you're not a pastor. But anyway, or the crown of righteousness, 2 Timothy 4, 5 to 8. The crown of righteousness, known as the watcher's crown. The crown will be given to those who are constantly looking, listen to this, to the coming of Jesus. Can you imagine you get a crown just for that? So it, heaven is a place of rewards. What is hell? A place of judgment. What is heaven? A place of rewards. It's a place to look forward to. You know what? What a joy. What a hope I have in the Lord Jesus Christ. If I'm dying today, I'm going to heaven. What a place to be. Oh, I love Jesus, but I don't want to die. Oh, I love Jesus, but I trust Jesus because my time is in his hands. Follow that? When I came down with cancer, there was a young lady in our church that came down with the same, well, not the same cancer, with cancer as well. She got leukemia. It was very vicious. And she used to say all the time, my time is in his hands. All the time. Like, hey, how you doing? I'm doing okay. Oh, I mean, we, we try to encourage you. And she used to say all the time, my time is in his hands. You know what? Our time is in His hands. You know what? We're going to heaven. Look, heaven is a wonderful place to be. Okay, truths about heaven. Number four, heaven is a place of celebration. Go to Revelation chapter 19, verse 7. Revelation chapter 19, verse 7. Heaven is a place of celebration. Why I don't want to go there? I'm going to celebrate. Look, look what it says. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to Him for the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife had made herself ready. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white, for the fine linen is the righteous of the saints. And he said unto me, unto me, Ride, blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said unto me, These things are true sayings of God. See, it's a place of celebration. The marriage supper of the Lamb is going to take place where? In heaven. Is that a celebration? Yes. When I sit at the Father's table there, I don't care where I'm sitting. I just want to sit there. 
What a place. Heaven is a place of celebration. The marriage supper of the Lamb is the event when the Lord Jesus is joined with His bride, the church, in heaven. And the world enters in that seven year through great tribulation. The church, the bride of Christ, enter into that marriage supper of the Lamb. What a celebration. I tell you what, heaven is a place of hope. When we are discouraged, we can look up and say, there is a place on which I'm loved. There's a place where there's a God sitting on the throne. There's a place that I know is real, and I'm going there. Well, number four, number five. The, real, the truths about heaven. Heaven is a place for prepared people. Look, it says in John, in our text, John 14, 14, 6. Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. So heaven is a prep prepared place for prepared people. What do I mean with that? Well, if you never repent of your sin and put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ alone for your salvation, you, my friend, are not prepared to go to heaven. You follow that? Or oh, you're being judgmental. Am I? Listen. If I approach a person and say what God says in His Word, am I being judgmental? Here's the problem of our society. If I don't like it, I call it judgmental. If I don't like what I'm hearing, you're too judgmental. That's just our society. Because they don't want to put up, they don't want to hear the truth. If Jesus said, I am the way, truth, and the life, no man comes to the Father but by me, that's not my words. It's His words. I'm telling someone else his words. You see, this is what the Bible says. That's what Jesus said. Oh, I love Jesus. Why don't you believe his words? There's many people that said to me, oh, I love Jesus. Yes. Okay, you love Jesus, but you don't believe what he said. If he said that, you say, you, say you, you love Jesus and you believe in him, but you don't believe what he says. Heaven is a place for prepared people. Not everybody goes to heaven. You say, well, you're being too judgmental. You're very close-minded. No, it's not true. The Bible says that, not me. i never been in heaven, do you? Or did you? i never been in hell, did you? I don't know. You believe by faith. Jesus said these words. No man come to the Father but by me. Right. Heaven is a place of prepared people. You say, but I, uh, we have to be covered these days with I love God. You know why? Because it's a broad word these days used for all kinds of beliefs. People say, I love God, but the God that they have in their own mind and the God that they follow, not necessarily the God of the Bible. I say, like, I love Jesus. It turns differently. You see, heaven is a place for prepared people. See, I spend this whole sermon explaining the things that will be there in heaven. Heaven is indeed a place to look forward to. Heaven is a place that you want to go to. Don't miss it. Don't be hard-hearted. Don't play games with God and with your eternity because at the end, the loser will be you. Look at the simplicity of salvation, how you can have it for yourselves. There is a man in our church, and I'm going to mention the name. He said to me, how can I get saved? I said, that's an easy thing. Come up here. I was in the pulpit that I opened the Bible right there in this passage. Look what it says. Go to Romans chapter 10, verse 9. Salvation is a simple thing, very simple, okay? I said, you read that, okay? Look what it says. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God had raised him from the dead, what it says, thou shalt be saved. 
Look what it says in verse 10. For with the heart men believe it into righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made into salvation. Hey, look at it in verse 13. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I love the KJV Bible. You know why? Because it's written in the present tense. I mean, in any age, at any time, a person calls upon the name of God, he will be saved. Salvation is very simple. Oh, I'm going to heaven. Why not to do with God? You're not going to make it there. Oh, I'm a good person. I do good deeds. I do this, do this, do that. When I go to heaven, I deserve to go there. That's pridefulness. That's right. You never make it there. You see, heaven is a place on which we have to die ourselves, admit that we are sinners, admit that we have done wrong, and put it all in Jesus and say, Lord, now by faith I believe in you. Well, I hope I very clear, was very clear this morning that heaven is a real place. And it's things in heaven. There's a lot more things that we don't know. What about the beauty of heaven? What about, is it no, God have a sense of humor. Don't you think God have a sense of humor? The street of heaven is gold. What men do in this world? Kill each other for gold. In heaven is, God says, it's how, it's how much value put on this. Let me put it on the pavements on the street. You're going to walk on gold. Wow. Pearly gates. Wow. And then an unbelievable thing. So heaven is a place of hope. Should be hope for our living. You know, wow, I live in an apartment. I live in a little room thing. I, you know, my living is not that good. But I get a mansion. When I get there, you know what? God is good. I got a mansion waiting for me. I conclude with this. We have talked about a great deal about heaven this morning. The reason for this is that, is for this message, is so that you can have a photographic image from the scriptures of what heaven is like. Heaven is a reality. Heaven is a place of, a real place. Heaven is a place of peace. Heaven is a place of hope. Heaven is a place for God's people. Follow that? Who's in heaven? God, the saints of all, those who died in their faith. You know, they graduate to heaven, and heaven becomes a better place. Keep thinking about, oh, when I get there, so and so and this, so and so is this, so and so is this. You know, you know, it makes you more like a place you want to go. I mean, even, even if they were not there, just forgot himself, the one who saved me. Heaven is a reality. I hope heaven is a reality to you this morning. Uh, you online, I hope reality, heaven is a reality to you, a place that we're looking forward to because that's where Jesus is. That's where God is sitting on his throne, the saints of all, sitting, in, sitting there in heaven, and we will go there someday. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for heaven.